0: Hi friends, this is part two in a two-part series of basically scratching the surface of food freedom. I mean, this whole podcast is really focused around that subject, but you know what I mean. In episode three, we talked about what food freedom looked like in my life, but in this episode, we're going to get grippy and start looking at the tactical tools that we can use. Because who's here for the tangible things? It's the worst when somebody just talks in kind of this, like, what am I trying to say? Like a like a cloud, like, like in theoretical, but doesn't give me any tactical things to implement that drives me nuts. Because I'm here for a solution. I'm here for some answers, something that can take me further than I was yesterday, right? So we want to know how we stop the binge, how we stop that emotional eating, so we can get back to living our life. Yeah, you with me? Let's go. Before we get started, y'all know me by now, I have my little disclaimers. I have some sinus stuff going on with my head, so if I sound a little stopped up, that's why. I've got my water bottle handy, so you know the drill by now. Go fill up your water bottle, because you can take this less than 30 minutes-ish and get some water in. That's one of the tips I'm going to be talking about, so go ahead, go fill that water bottle up. I've got my plant-based pre-workout sitting right beside me, because little do you know... But I am recording this episode right before I'm leaving for a trip. It airs next Monday, so I needed to get it recorded and edited before it launches because ain't nobody trying to do that at Sunday night at midnight so that it's ready for you guys. I'd rather record it now, get it edited, and that way it's just ready to launch for you guys on Monday morning. So there's my little disclaimer. If I sound stuffy, that's why. If I sound super talkative and fast-paced, it's because I've got my plant-based pre-workout going in, doing a workout before Jake and I get on the road. If you don't know what next Monday is, let me dive into this real quick. Next Monday is April 4th. Not only is it the day before I turn 29, ah, my last year in my 30s, I mean 20s. <laughs> See, I told y'all, if I sound a little chatty, that's, that's why. But it's the last year in my 20s, but it's also the start of my gut program that I'm going to be launching. It's actually the prep week. So if you haven't heard my previous episodes, I have an online wellness community and we are going to be going through a gut program for four weeks starting April 11th. So April 4th is the prep week. April 11th is the start date. If you want to improve your gut health or maybe you feel like you have some food sensitivities that you want to work on, you can absolutely go request some information, email past the plate podcast at gmail.com. Put something in there like gut health or wellness community, something where I'll see it. And that way I can get you information on the gut health program. So I didn't know this before this launch, but 70% of Americans have food sensitive sensitivities. So I know that I've got my own and I can't wait to update you guys as I go through it. So be on the lookout for that. I'll be giving updates in my podcast. That are launching every Monday so that you guys can kind of track along with me and see if any of these struggles that you're having are comparable to mine. Now, if gut health isn't your thing and you're not really after that and you're wanting a more sustainable lifestyle plan like I've been using for the past several years, you can also message me about that. Just wanted to give you a small update on the gut health program and know that our group is launching soon. So there's several ladies that are doing it with me. I would love to have you, but let's jump on into this juicy episode where we're gonna discover all things tactical. Hey friend, welcome to Pass the Plate Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah, and for so long, I relied on food to be my comfort. I'm also a wife to my high school sweetheart, Jake, a Christian, and the leader of my online wellness community. A few years ago, I was drowning in emotional binge eating and so desperate for a solution that actually worked. And if you're anything like me, you know this feeling all too well. If you're ready to let go of the heavy shame you've been carrying and uncover the life that's waiting on you, then refill that water bottle, sis, because it is time to jump on in. Who's ready to get tactical up in here? I know I am. I've heard from so many of you just in this short time that this podcast has been live, and you're saying me too. So I want to read two personal testimonies that I received just this morning. The first one is from Danny. She said, so I've listened to episode one and it made me cry. Questions two and four really hit home and opened up a can of worms I didn't realize I was holding shut. Then you discuss how all of this shame and control food has on me is manipulation from the enemy. Just yesterday, I got a foot-long sandwich from Ingalls with the intent of saving half for today. I thought about eating that other half all day long and eventually gave in. Then, it started the spiral of feeling shame, which led to more eating. I have yo yoed on and off the wagon my entire adult and teenage life. Because of this first episode, I realize it's not just me being out of control. It's not just me being lazy or self-deprecating. I realize that there isn't anything wrong with me. It's actually the enemy is behind me whispering these uncontrollable thoughts slash desires to eat. Because if I'm thinking about food, I'm not thinking about Jesus. I can't wait to listen more and learn more about how to fight this. Thank you, Hannah. Danny. that means so much to me. I know I sent you a private message back, but it's things like this that confirm that we need to be talking about this subject more. So the second one I'm going to read is actually from Christina. She says, this is even more relatable than I expected. I feel like I have a decent relationship with food. But as you were talking through the shame cycle and that little tap on the shoulder when you're going to town on the tacos, I was like, yes, I've been there. I am genuinely looking forward to the food freedom episode. Even when I'm working out consistently, eating clean, and generally think my body's in good shape, I struggle with treating myself and not feeling like I've let myself down. Yes, Christina, that is the shame cycle, right? That shame cycle gets in there, twists up our brain, and then makes us feel like we are junk. And remember, I talked about like the shame versus guilt. Guilt is like, okay, yes, I made that mistake. That was an impulse decision, probably didn't serve me the best, but I'm going to move on. The shame is when it starts to define us. Right When we say, oh, well, we're just somebody who doesn't have that self-control and it starts feeling heavy, that's that shame kicking in. And that's what we are kicking to the curb. I'm I'm hoping that this is going to set you free from that and that you don't have to feel shameful about treating yourself. Especially when I talked about, you know, if those treats are planned, there should be no shame in that. That should be a question we think about before we start treating ourselves is, okay, am I going to feel shame later? Yes. Why? Is it based out of impulse? Is it based out of emotion? Then okay, we probably shouldn't do it, right? But if it's something you've been looking forward to, like a girls weekend, and you're going out for like a really decadent brunch, and it was planned and it was a treat, you can bet your bottom dollar, I'm not feeling a single ounce of shame over that. Remember, food is meant to be enjoyed, but we are not supposed to find our joy in food. So let's jump into why I feel like these next five things are really gonna help you Tactfully get rid of binge eating and emotional eating. About a year ago, I was neck deep and 75 hard. And while that's an amazing program all on its own, it's hard, but amazing. I learned several things about myself and what works for me, specifically grit. <laughs> Sometimes there is just a need for like old fashioned grit and taking responsibility over your life and not playing the victim, right? But I think that while discipline works, a lot of times, right? If we are somebody who struggles with that emotional eating and letting kind of our emotions run amok, we have to set a rhythm in our life to abide by. Call it habit stacking, call it a rhythm, call it whatever. You need to start to develop these small things that are really going to set the tone for the day. So let's jump in. I have five things that if you are stacking them together, you can really start the process of healing your emotional eating. And again, this is me scratching the surface, right? there's an This is an entire podcast, an entire show dedicated on emotional eating, food freedom, that kind of thing. And really, how do we take control of that so that we can get to living out our biggest dreams of this life? So number one, I'm going to go through the five things. Y'all get your pen and paper ready, because here we go. We are going to shake up that morning routine, starting with number one, you're going to get up earlier. Now, hold on before you just like say, I don't have time for this. And you're switching, you know, don't turn that dial, right? Like you're switching the podcast. Hear me. I'm not talking about getting two hours up earlier, right? I'm talking about maybe 10 minutes. Okay, so let me just set the tone. I'm talking 10 minutes. But you are going to start getting up earlier because that's what is going to set your morning up correctly. So it's time to shake the morning routine up. And if you're already like, Hannah, I'm not doing it. Hear me when I say this, guys. You do everything for everyone else that they ever need from you, right? Like you, you go to work, you do what, you know, your boss tells you to do. You do what your kids need you to do. So if you can do all those things for other people, surely to goodness, you can get up 10 to 15 minutes earlier for yourself. Okay, so this is where my tough love comes in. I love being your bestie, but as a true bestie, I'm going to tell you the truth. And the truth is, is you need to shake it up so that you can give yourself that 10 to 15 minutes to level set your day. Why? This gives you time to process. You're not rushed in the mornings. Can I be honest? I woke up at eight o'clock this morning because I felt like junk. I don't know what I'm fighting off if it's this sinus stuff, but I felt like total junk. And guess what? My day was pushed out. I wasn't more at peace this morning. So I'm not saying I'm perfect. I am saying, though, that getting up earlier allows for you to have a better morning and a better day. So we're really setting that platform up for us to have a peaceful day and a peaceful life, right? So this gives you time to process and you're not so rushed. Number two, quiet time and getting your mind right inside this earlier wake up call. So what do you do during this quiet time, right? I told you it could only be 10 minutes if you wanted it. It can be longer. I love a solid hour and a half, two hours early before everybody starts needing me in my day. But if you want to start with the 10 to 15 minutes, what are you doing during that time? You can meditate. You can journal. That is one of my favorite things that I've recently picked up is journaling. I'm an external processor, meaning when I think stuff out, I have to talk it out. Hence why maybe I'm doing this podcast, you know, but that is how I process all the things that are going on in my brain. I talk about them, which can be very overwhelming for the people around me, especially my husband. He is an introvert and he internally processes stuff. So he doesn't understand why I have to talk about literally everything (laughs) to get through it. But I come by it naturally. My parents are the same way. So I love to journal those thoughts out. And like, what are those thoughts that are swirling around in your brain? I did this yesterday morning and I was amazed at the thoughts that were popping up into my brain, such as you're behind, your house is a wreck. Like these very negative self-talk thoughts, instead of like, your house is a little messy, but you're going to tackle it today. Like instead of positive thoughts, I had a lot of negative thoughts in there. So getting them out on a pen and paper felt really good to see them. I got to like really look at them and decide if those thoughts were truth. Right? Is my house messy? Yeah, it's messy a little bit. But the truth is, I can fix that today. So instead of just like repeating in my head, your house is a wreck, and then that leading to, you can't keep a good house, you're a failure, right? Like it's not just the one thought, it's where those thoughts lead. And if we don't take control over those thoughts, they can really struggle, like make make the struggle harder. No wonder we emotionally eat when our thoughts are not in check, okay? So journaling is awesome, prayer is awesome. I love the Uversion Bible app. It's totally free. Uh, you can have tons of translations in it. And again, if you're not that type of spiritual person, hear me, just, just try it. There are so many things in this Bible app. It's not just the Bible. It goes through like a guided prayer. You can turn on like ambient music with it. It has different Bible verses of the day. You have different people kind of talking you through the Bible verse. Like what does it mean to them? It's very cool. So if you are someone of faith, and you don't have this app, I strongly recommend it. Um, we could be friends on there. I can't remember what my username is at the time, but I'll link the app in the show notes so that you guys can go download it. So that creates a very peaceful time. If you're not a spiritual person, grab a personal development book. Grab something that's going to kind of like let you be with your thoughts in the morning and figure out what is swirling around in that brain of yours that you need to get out and, and truly process and look at and decide if that's how you want to set the tone for the day. Okay, so basically a small mental brain dump for number two is getting your brain right to tackle the rest of the day before everything else comes at you. So this helps you dump those emotions out on paper or like Just out, or maybe you have to process them in your brain, but it allows you to dig through those emotions so that you don't automatically feel stressed when you wake up and then immediately turn to drive-through breakfast. Does anybody, you know, remember me talking about me and my dad going through Burger King every morning and me like starting my day off emotionally eating as a child? Okay, no, you need to go back to that episode. It was in episode one. But when I'm peaceful in the mornings. I have a more peaceful day. So it's really important to go ahead and take care of those thoughts first thing in the morning. If you're spiritual, pray over them. Let God take care of those thoughts with you. Focus on his truth. Read in the Bible some. Pray, whatever you need to do. Turn on worship music, whatever, okay? Um, I'm telling you that's really what has helped me and is my probably one of the biggest efforts I have against fighting um, or fighting against emotional eating. So that's where also you can take control of that shame cycle. So I'll do a later episode on a deep dive into like the morning after, like dealing with that shame the morning after of a a rough day, emotional eating, right? Like that next morning you wake up with that shame. I'll do a deeper dive into that. But remember, you can take control of that shame and those swirly thoughts in your brain in this time in the morning. So that's number two. Number three is working out or exercise or some movement. Now, hold on. Do not turn that dial. Please just hear me out, okay? You're probably like, Hannah, this is an eating podcast. I know you like to work out, girlfriend, but it ain't my thing. Listen, you don't have to go run a 5K before you gotta, you know, log into to your computer from your work at home job, okay? Listen, we're not doing that. We're just gonna maybe do some stretches. If you need some community around you, remember I have my online wellness community. You can always look up on YouTube some stretches whatever you got to do. But movement is good for your body. Whenever I am stressed, I like to move my body instead of going to eat because I'm getting out those like physical um, stimulations. Like if you get overstimulated in your day, sometimes going on a walk or moving your body helps you like get rid of those um, uh, crazy, what am I trying to say? Like crazy stimulations. I don't I don't know. Y'all know I struggle with my words. I struggle with my grammar. But I think you get my point. Moving your body is going to help you relieve some of those emotions. So even if, like I said, if it's a walk, stretching, 10 minutes, I don't care what it is, but you need to move. I don't care if you're walking up and down your steps 10 times. Go move your body. I promise. And the trick is, is that we're going to start laying this foundation day after day after day so that it becomes natural to us and you can increase like not to mention the physical parts about moving your body right like like healthier cardiovascular like okay you know like hear me when I'm just telling you it's better to move your body than to not (laughs) it helps me relieve emotions and I'm giving you these tactfully tips just trust me on it number four before I get off on my soapbox again. Number four is water. Okay, there's a reason why I tell you to go fill up your water bottle. When you're so focused on drinking water throughout the day, those emotions uh, that you feel and like those cravings that come, those are kind of kept at bay if you're drinking so much water because you're worried about getting the water in. You're not worried about the Reese's egg that's sitting over in the break room, okay? Because we all know the... Holiday Reese's cups are better than the regular Reese's. We we don't discriminate here, but we're just saying those are better, okay? So, anyhow, back to back to the water. Hopefully I didn't just tempt you. <laughs> Good Lord. This is a podcast on emotional eating and I'm over here talking about Reese's cups. Anyhow, the water is going to help you feel hydrated so you're not going to have those cravings. Our bodies have a really hard time deciding if we're thirsty or deciding if we're actually hungry. So, If you drink half of your body weight in ounces of water in a day, I guarantee you're you going to feel better. You're going to feel better, you're going to be more hydrated, and those cravings are going to kind of chill out a little bit. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you need 100 ounces of water. I'm going to link for you one of my favorite water bottles. It has like some motivational quotes on the back. And it's really easy to like tote around and it has a straw. So you get through it quicker. It's tall. It fits in the cup holder. It's my favorite water bottle. So I'll link it in the show notes for you. But this is going to help you have something to focus on. So you're not so focused on all the other temptations that you see throughout the day. Okay, number five, I'm busting through these because I don't want this podcast to take forever. I know y'all are busy people. Number five is prayer. Now, I know I talked about this just a second ago inside your morning routine, but I'm talking prayer or if you're not a spiritual person, mindfulness, whatever you want to call it, whatever vocabulary word you want to use. But for me and people that share similar faith, prayer is something that we can use to tap into something that is stronger than us. Okay, so 100% this is my best tool in the whole process before I eat, before I uh, you know, go to go to lunch. I try to pray. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I grew up praying over my meals somewhere along the way. I lost doing that. I'm trying to reintegrate it, trying to practice it again and being thankful for the food that I have in front of me. Right. I told my friend though, the other day, sometimes I need to be praying like before I ever get to the table at a restaurant, because I need to be praying about the choices that I'm making before I ever arrive. So stay in that constant communication with God, stay in that constant communication with your mind and really figure out, you know, what am I eating? Why am I eating it? That mindfulness, guys, but especially the prayer, like if, like I said, if you share similar faith, praying allows to tap into that bigger strength than you are, right? Because why would we do this alone when we could use God to help us through this and when we're praying, we're really focusing our eyes on God instead of allowing the enemy to pull our focus away and, like, deep dive into those very temporary um, satisfactions, right? Like, like a whole entire bowl of queso makes us feel good in the seconds, in the moments. But it doesn't feel so good that evening when the shame kicks in, okay? So remember, the enemy can worm his way into you in first thing in the morning. He can worm his way into your thoughts throughout the day. So stay in that constant prayer. Um, because really, when we're praying, we are discerning what is what are those super loud voices that are, like, screaming, like, Taco Bell, Queso, Doritos. Like, those loud voices that are telling you to go emotionally eat, Chances are those are not from God. I'm just saying. For me, I feel like when I'm really hearing kind of God's direction is in those still moments. It's in those quiet moments. It's that very peaceful voice. It's the voice that looks out for me in the future, right? Not that like impulsive, chaotic voice. It's that calm, still voice that I'm looking to hear from and gain strength from. So prayer is like one of my favorite things to battle emotional eating tactfully because that's something you can do any time of the day. Talk to him like he's your friend. Right? He knows that I am talkative. He knows that I have to talk out loud. Sometimes I pray out loud while I do the dishes. He knows me. He's my friend. Right? Like he doesn't need me to be on the floor on my knees with my hands clasped. He doesn't he knows I don't operate like that. He made me. He knows that I am human, right? So he doesn't care how I come to him and how I need to pray. He just likes to hang out with me. That's how I have my relationship with God. Yours may be different, but this is just what I'm saying, what works for me. So I wanted to also give you an example of my morning routine, but before I hop into that, I just want to recap. Number one was the wake up call, wake up a little bit earlier. In that time, you're going to get your mind right, right? You're going to get through those emotions. You're going to journal, pray, whatever you got to do. You're going to get some movement. That's number three. Number three is movement. Number four is water throughout the day. You're going to try to get half of your body weight in ounces. And then throughout the day, pray. I'm telling you, it's life changing. So what does my morning routine look like? So first of all, me and my mom talk in the mornings. She calls me and we kind of wake each other up as we're drinking our pre-workout. And it's kind of like our coffee, but I I like it. It's fruity. I do lemon and mixed berries sometimes. Um, So if you have questions about that, I can always send you the link or you can email me. But I drink my pre-workout while I talk to my mom. I come up into my office where I'm recording right now. I dive into my faith, journaling, devotions, reading, books, whatever I need to do to get my mind right. I work out and I'm drinking water, right? And then I'm in constant prayer and some worship music throughout the day. Okay, so this is what's really strengthening me as I go through the day, because eventually that nice, quiet, peaceful morning routine ends and then people start hounding you for information at your job or you have cranky customers that, uh, you know, you have just evidently made them so angry and their life is ruined because you made a mistake. Okay, so things like that, life, things are going to come up throughout the day and we have to know how to handle that. So prayer, worship music in the background, whatever you got to do. So what does all of this do? It sets me up for a more solid footing to not have a wild day with my emotions. How can we battle emotional eating if we don't know how to take care of our emotions, right? So my binge eating normally comes at the end of the day or midday when I've had a stressful day. But if I can go ahead and lay that foundation of not having such wild emotions chances are I'm probably going to have a better day with emotional eating. You guys know that I'm, I've said this already in this podcast, this is scratching the surface, right? I can't get it all in, in one episode, but I hope that these five things will help you feel more tactful, not tactful, tact, tact, nope, tact, tactical, tactical, not tactful, oh gosh, tactical in your journey and in your battle against emotional eating. Good gravy. Well, here's the real Hannah. Welcome to the podcast. If you want to know what it's like to be in constant conversation with me, it's me trying to figure out my words, okay? So, I hope that you can implement those five things immediately in your morning routine. And if you want a deeper dive into the morning routine, go read Miracle Morning. So, I didn't just get that from anywhere. I started that process years ago. And Miracle Morning is the one that kind of opened it to me. So I'll link it in the show notes. I feel like I have a million things that I need to link for you guys in the show notes, in the details, whatever y'all call them. It's down there in the description of the episode. So I'll link that in the show notes uh, and try it out this week with small amounts of time. Like I said, you can honestly just start this with 10 minutes extra in your morning. It doesn't have to be a lot. You can work your way up to it. So try it this week and let me know in the free Facebook group that I'll link in the show notes whether it helped manage your emotions a little bit more. So basically this Facebook group that I'm talking about is totally free. It's what I'm calling the social club. It's super cute. I'm excited to have y'all in there. We are a small group right now, but I know that it's gonna grow. In there, we'll be able to you know, share recipes, have camaraderie, um, have some friends, find a battle buddy. All these things can be in the Facebook group. I'll link it in the show notes so that you guys can just go in there. So was this helpful? I hope so. I really do hope so. I think it was helpful. I'm gonna let y'all tell me go write a review, rate me five stars, let me know what you like, send me an email, send me a private message, connect with me on social, whatever you need to do to let me know if you liked it, if it helped you, or if there's like another topic that you want me to go deep diving into um, on an upcoming episode. Hopefully I can see your messages and be able to read them here. Hopefully, share your story with somebody else. And maybe it'll leave an impact like those other testimonies I read. Hopefully, leaves an impact for you. So don't forget, if you need help, I have my online wellness community where we can work one-on-one together. I can connect you with the system I've been using. All you have to do is email past the plate podcast at gmail.com, put battle buddy put gut health, put something so I will see your message and get some information over to you. So don't forget to be sipping on that water. So those crazy cravings will stay at bay. Don't forget to pray your way through the day. Apparently we're rhyming now. Okay. But I hope you guys have a great day. I hope this blessed you. And if it did, please let me know. See you here next Monday. Bye. What up, girlfriend? Did you enjoy this episode? If so, I'd love for you to head to Apple Podcasts and write a review to tell me what spoke to you or blessed you in some way. I always want this to be a two-way conversation, and this is the best way I can gain clarity on what you're loving. Speaking of conversations, though, are you on social media? If so, connect with me at Hannah Dickey Bryson. Send me a message or share this episode to your stories. Please tag me though so I can keep this hangout session going all week long. And as always, if you need support on your emotional eating journey, I've got you. Hop on over to my free Facebook group and I will see you in there, sis. Have a good week.